Do not come. I'm gonna come. Howdy, how are you doing? This is a, uh, a big breaking news. Breaking, breaking news here. Um, let's do this. Boom. Okay. So let's see. I'm going to make this screen a little bit bigger. Again, I still uh, maintain that I need a uh, another monitor. All right. Let's see how this looks now on the stream. Oh, it looks much better, doesn't it? All right, so breaking news, Supreme Court, they've been hearing arguments about whether or not the government has the ability to enforce assault by needle. through the Occupational Safety Hazard Administration, or better known as OSHA. Now, if we're going further, I am not a doctor. Well, hold on, let me, let me rephrase this. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical doctor, but I'm a doctor of love, okay? I have played doctor with a nurse. I am no one of an opinion. Do not listen to me. You should probably just turn this off right now. Uh, go away, go play in traffic. No, I'm not saying to go do that either. No, but whatever you do, do not take a pinprick and say, oh, hey, that jabroni I was listening to on social media junction stuff, whatever the heck you're listening to on, said this was good to go. By the way, you hear that? That's my, my mid-afternoon cocktail. It's a, uh, a, uh. <laughs> I'm going to say that loud and get my ass kicked. It is a Matchka iced tea uh, latte. So, anyway, ah, the sound of latte, Matchka tea latte, uh, picked from a virgin Japanese uh, tea plants. Anyway, back to this. Do not listen to me. I'm not a, anything medical. I don't even know how to put on a Band-Aid, all right? You're dumb. It is a, uh, a reflection of your own inabilities if you listen to me. That said, I take no responsibility. You're on notice. Nothing, no chemistry, no Scientologies, no Machiologies. There is nothing you should listen to me and think this will make you healthy. All I'm doing is pulling a Walter Cronkite and reading the words on the screen and adding commentary. Because, you know, Walter Cronkite did that. Uh, everyone thought he was the news to listen to and whatnot. And he actually uh, uh, was quite the commentator. Matter of fact, he is the reason why the strip at UT is called the strip. It was infamous for people that would go uh, uh, stripping. Right? Is that what it is? You run naked 
uh, down the middle of the street. And Walter Cronkite was a fan of that. Um, that's the story I heard from another uh, broadcaster. His name would be Halloran Hilton Hill. He's in the Broadcasting Hall of Fame. Take it up with him. Supreme Court of the United States. This is a per carrium uh, opinion. That means that all the justices agreed with his opinion. That is awesome. National Federation of Independent Businesses, that's NFIB, uh, versus Department of Labor. My page will say the, I think I said hazards, Health Administration. Um, all right. Secretary of Labor, acting through OSHA, recently enacted a vaccine mandate for much of the nation's workforce. The mandate, which employers must enforce, applies to roughly 84 million workers, covering virtually all employers with at least 100 employees. It requires that covered workers receive a COVID-19 vaccine. That's funny. Uh, the Supreme Court, you think, would say uh, coronavirus because COVID is a... Um, A shortened, it's a nickname, whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And it preempts contrary state laws. The only exception is for workers who obtain a medical test each week at their own expense and on their own time and also wear a mask each workday. And that's, uh, to me, that's really putting you out there as uh, your, your mark. Uh, oh, yeah, hey, here we go. Where did my stuff go? And do this. This is a good thing about Microsoft Edge browser. It is a PDF thing. Boom. OSHA has never before imposed such a mandate. Uh, oh, here's another one. Nor has Congress. That is a biggie right there. So that's two things. You've got Congress never has acted like this and you've never had a uh, Agency, an unelected agency, act like this either. Indeed, although Congress has enacted significant legislation addressing the pandemic, it has declined to enact any measures similar to which OSHA promulgated here. That is a big one right here. It has declined to enact. Where's that go? Where'd that go? Ah, I know you guys. Just, you're like, just read the thing. You know what? I'd like to be able to come back to this. Um, many states, businesses, and nonprofit organizations challenged OSHA's rule in courts of appeals across the country. The Fifth Circuit initially entered a stay, but when the cases were consolidated before the Sixth Circuit, that's weird. I wonder how that happened. Um, anyway, uh, that court lifted the stay and allowed. OSHA's rule to take effect. Applicants now seek emergency relief from this court, arguing that OSHA's mandate would exceed its statutory authority. This is going to be, let's see here. Arguing that OSHA's mandate exceeds its statutory authority and is otherwise unlawful. Boom. Oh, come on, just hit it. Do the thing. Agreeing that applicants are likely to prevail, we grant their applications and stay the rule. 
Boom, this is a huge one. Why is that messing up like that? So, there you go. The Supreme Court. Well, you know what? Let's, we'll just do that one. Because we want we want to make sure that this one gets a highlight. We're going to highlight this, and we're going to give it a... We're going to do red. Are likely to prevail. We grant the applications and stay the rule. That is big time, man. That is a big time ruling. That is all 10 of them said, hey, we think they're going to prevail. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and stay it. Then we'll, then we'll rule on it. Now, it doesn't mean they will prevail. The judges, they get back in the chambers and they argue about this and they may change their mind. Uh, it's uh, it's not over with yet, but it is for the time being. Congress enacted OSHA in 1970. I'm just going to kind of look over this, see if there's anything uh, really. This is because this is 30 pages. You don't want to do the whole 30 pages. Let me go back over here, see if we got any uh, uh, comments. I'm missing one already. Sully. All right. Yeah, Sully's awesome. Yeah, you know, Sully, I thought about you when uh, I saw this uh, because uh, you saw my email and you were, uh, made a comment about me in history. Um, yeah, this is, and actually, I like the, the uh, little smiley face he's got. There's little uh, uh, the sweet tears coming out. <laughs> I'm not saying anything else because this is not a political decision. Anything medical should not be political. This is, should does not mean that you should not get a vaccine. The, we don't even know what this says. We don't even know anything about this. I am a survivor of the coronavirus. That's my new term for myself. I'm a survivor. Because uh, everybody's a survivor of something. And I thought about that last time. I was like, I'm a survivor of the coronavirus. This is awesome. Uh, <laughs> if you understand my sense of humor, you understand why I think that's funny. All right, so the act was passed in the 70s. Let's see, actually, you know what? Hang on. Uh, in 1970, you know who was president? Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon is so funny. He was, they hated Nixon, which I can't figure out why he was hated so bad. He did OSHA. He did um, uh, massive social security expansion. They also created the Environmental Protection Agency. No, every single government agency that... Uh, a uh, Democrat wanted, they got. Um, as his name suggests, OSHA is insured in occupational safety. The act contains an exception to those ordinances, ordinary notice and comment procedures for emergency temporary standards. The standards may take immediate effect upon publication, the Federal Register. Okay, here's something you guys may not know. The Federal Register... Before something can become a, uh, oh gosh, I'm, I'm losing my mind already. It's um, executive order, excuse me, before like an executive order or rule or something like that, uh, it has to be published by the Federal Register. The Arbor will have her only in the narrowest of circumstances. Uh, I don't like where this is going. Secretary must show that employees are exposed to grave danger. From exposure to substances or agents determined to be toxic or physically harmful or from new hazards. And the emergency standard is necessary to protect employees from such danger. Prior to the emergence of COVID-19, the Secretary had used this power just nine times before 
and never to issue a rule as broad as this one. Of those nine emergency rules, six were challenged in court. The only one of those, and only one of those was upheld in full. Well, that's something, isn't it? And that was in 2021. Let me come back here. Let's see here. We're going to highlight this. Because this is going to be one I want to come back to when I'm off stream here. Pink. Seems like it should be. There we go. All right. Um, Biden announced a new plan to require more Americans to be vaccinated. Let's see here. Well, part of the plan, the president said that part of labor would issue emergency rule. I'm hearing my phone ding. That means I have not put on my do not disturb. I apologize for that, people. There we go. And let's see here. After a two-month delay, Secretary of Labor issued the promised emergency standard. That's funny. It was a two-month delay to get the emergency standard. There are no exemptions for employees who work remotely 100% of the time or who work exclusively outdoors. Oh, I have a thought about this. I do have a thought about that, which is interesting. Huh. Those exemptions are largely illusory. Oh, I love the word, the term illusory. Whenever that's used, uh, I've noticed that usually the court is mad. <laughs> I'm going to take a sip. You know what sucks about drinking a uh, latte like this? I see. Where the bottom, I've got a glass, a clear glass. I can see where the bottom is starting to settle. I don't like that. So it draws no distinctions based on industry or risk of exposure. Thus, most lifeguards and line face the same regulations as do medics and meat packers. I was estimating that 84.2 million employees are subject to this mandate. Now, see what they're doing right here. It draws no distinctions based on industry or risk of exposure. And he says lifeguards and linemen face the same regulations as do medics and meat packers. So what they're saying is the Supreme Court, they're, seeing, they're, they're listening to something to see if it's constitutional. Constitutional always has to be the least restrictive means possible to get the job done that you want to see done. Now, let's say... You're 100% behind the vaccines, which is a fine thing to be. And being 100% against them is a horrible thing to be. I'm not making mockery of that. Um, I'm being serious. Uh, so anyway, you're 100% behind vaccines. And you see this route that the government decided to take as the best possible way. What the Supreme Court is saying is that... You know, if they strike this down, they say it's completely unconstitutional. That means is you just got to think smarter nine times out of ten. People want to be lazy. Legend, politicians are the most lazy thinkers in the world. Uh, ask them if they like the flavor vanilla or the flavor lemon better. They won't be able to answer it. Everybody knows the answer is lemon flavored vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, honestly, it, it is so weird how uh, uh, when stuff gets challenged and you start to to read the, you have to read the full opinion. I mean, like some of these things are like 150, 200 pages uh, to really understand what they're talking about. And when I say 150, 200 pages, I'm talking about like 
you have to go there'll be court cases in there that you should go back and look at what that court case was decided you know on page 57 to understand what that one sentence means uh i wrote one one time about 30 pages like this and uh <laughs> i actually got yelled at uh because i was spending too much time working on it and then i turned in my work and uh <laughs> i was raved over after that because i got turned in for billing purposes anyway uh cover <laughs> I think I paid everybody's salary for that month. Um, current employers must develop, implement, and enforce mandatory uh, policy. Uh, let's see, I want to go back real quick. See if there's anything else here. All right, cool. By the way, can I not? I thought I could. Going back. Sorry, guys. Ah, where'd it go? Oh, there it is. Um, employees are required. I'm vaccinated workers undergo face coverings. Okay, we're just now on a on a Supreme Court ruling. You'll have you know the facts of the case. The facts sometimes they can take up half of it. You want to get down to uh, they'll either call the opinion or the analysis. Um, I'm just reading the facts to, for me, for my purposes, to see what it is, the things that they brought to issue in the case. Cause I've not been following this. The only thing I've followed is, is some of the argument, uh, people were concerned about Sotomayor is, a they thought it was a lock in hundred percent going to be for, uh, uh, the government power in this. Uh, of course, everybody writes Roberts off now, uh, <laughs> Roberts is the uh, he's the maverick of the Supreme Court and um, all this it, it matters on a broader spectrum the, the stuff about having a uh, uh, vaccine stuff and all that that shouldn't even be a concern like for me the only thing I interest I really have in this right now is is I'm concerned about the there's a decision called Chevron and if you know about Chevron is one of the worst decisions ever. And what it does is it gives these, uh, it basically says Congress can create an agency and then they never have to do anything again. That agency can pass laws and regulations uh, against you. So if you're, let's say if you're a pro-gun person and you know like ATF has a lot of rules and stuff, those rules were never passed. Like all these rules and regulations, these gun rules, uh, Nothing's been legislated on since the 1960s. And if people really wanted it, and the court has said this a time and time again, if the people really wanted something like this, then their representatives would vote for it. Uh, but some bureaucrat sitting in an office that comes up with some you know bright idea does not speak for the people of America. Sorry, that's my little soapbox moment. Prior to consolidation, however, the Fifth Circuit stayed OSHA's rule... Uh, held the mandate likely exceeded OSHA's statutory authority, raised separation of powers concerns. We need to highlight this. Uh, raised separation of power concerns in the absence. Ah! What is that? I don't want that. Jeez. Ah. Okay, here we go. There it is. And boom. 
when the consolidation consolidated cases arrived in the Sixth Circuit, two things happened. First, many of the uh, petitioners, you know, 16 all, requested initial hearings and bank. Oh, that was stupid. That was stupid. Second, Hosha asked the court to vacate the fifth. So you have two opposite. Hang on. Oh, that's a, that's, wow. Okay, so this is going to be, this is really big. Uh, this is a really big sentence right here. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and highlight. Oh, thank you. Thank you for going away. Oh, wait a second. Can I do that? No way. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Sixth Circuit denied the request for initial hearing in bank by an evenly decided 8 8 vote. I never thought about an even decided vote uh, and which way it would go. I guess, yeah, it would be denied. Uh, but anyway, uh, Chief Justice Sutton dissented. Joined by seven of his colleagues, he reasoned that the Secretary's broad assertion of administrative power demand unmistakable legislative support, which he found lacking. So broad assertions of administrative power demand unmistakable legislative support. That goes back to the first paragraph in this where they said Congress had the chance to act and they haven't done it. A three-judge panel... Uh, then dissolved the Fifth Circuit stay, holding that OSHA's mandate was likely consistent with the agency's statutory and constitutional authority. Judge Larson dissented. That's weird. I've never seen them talk about, just say who dissented and leave it there. It's almost like they're they're writing this to make it easier for the lawyers to see what their thinking is. This is a very well-written Supreme Court decision. I really would like to see who wrote this. Various parties have filed applications in this court requesting that we stay OSHA's emergency standard. We consolidated two of those applications, one from the National Federation and one from the College of States. Sixth Circuit concluded that stay of the rule was not justified. We disagree. Boom! This right here, I love this. I mean, dude, come on. You've got to love the one-sentence answer. You have to love that. Gosh, that's so... It gives me cold chills. I love this. Applicants are likely to succeed in the merits of their claim. This is a powerful... The first sentence is always the most powerful in writing. Look at that. Applicants are likely to succeed in the merits of their claim. The secretary lacked authority to impose the mandate. Y'all... I mean, that's the mic drop right there. That is the mic drop. We're on page five, man. I don't want to do this whole thing. Uh, all right, we're going to skip to, let's see, what are we on? 2A, see if there's a 2B. I'm going to have to speed this up for y'all. I've got, you know what else I've got a problem with? I have puppy dogs outside. Okay, there is a 2B. Uh, the equities do not justify withholding interim relief. We are told by the states and the employers that OSHA's mandate will force them to incur billions of dollars of unrecoverable compliance costs and will cause hundreds of thousands of employees to leave their jobs. 
For its part, the federal government says that the mandate will save over 6,500 lives and prevent hundreds of thousands of hospitalization. OSHA's response, it is not our role to weigh such trade-offs. Oh. Oh. This is powerful. Okay, so one, it is not our role to weigh such trade-offs. That is the Supreme Court. Supreme Court is not to decide whether 6,500 lives are equal to the billions of dollars uh, lost in compliance costs. Now, the 6,500 lives, you don't know that it will save that many. There's a, there's a lot of debate I could go into this whole thing. We're gonna, I'm not going to do that. Okay, I'm going to save you guys my stupid thoughts. In our system of government, it is the responsibility of those chosen. This is powerful, powerful stuff here. This has to do with um, Chevron. The people through democratic processes. Yes! Although Congress has indisputably given OSHA the power to regulate occupational dangers, it has not given that agency the power to regulate public health more broadly. Wow, that is, this is how the whole thing is going to come down. Requiring the vaccination of 84 million Americans selected simply because they work with, for employers, more than 100 employees, certainly falls in the latter category. Yeah, see, this thing about the 100 employees, that always bothered me. It's like, so if you have 101, you have to have vaccines. If you have 99, you don't. I mean, but yeah, you know that 6,500 people are who you're going to save. I mean, that's just, it's weird, man. It's weird. There's something else there. All right. The outcomes for st stays presented to Judge Kavanaugh by him referred to the court or grant. Oh, oh. How come that's over with? Oh, these are all the different opinions. Oh, this was Kavanaugh's. Oh, wow. The application for stays presented to Judge Kavanaugh and uh, by him. Referred to the court were, are granted. OSHA's COVID-19 vaccination and testing emergent temporary standard ACEBLA is stayed pending deposition of the applicant's petition for review in the United States Court of Appeals for a circuit and disposition of the applicant's petition for risk of surgery. Such risks are timely sought. Should the petitions for risk of surgery uh, be denied, those orders shall terminate automatically in the event the petitions for risk of surgery are granted. The order shall terminate upon the sending down of judgment of this court. Wow. It is so ordered. I love this. It is so ordered. When you love to sit end all your comp uh, uh, correspondence with, it is so ordered. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to go to a drive-thru because, like, uh, I'll have the milkshake, uh, number two. Uh, with the large fries, um, it is so ordered. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, so we're not gonna. I'm not gonna go into 20 more pages of stuff. This is the main one. Coven uh, Kavanaugh, awesome Kavanaugh, the guy that they tried to uh, overthrow the United States Senate proceedings. Remember that back in October of uh, 2020. 2018, whatever it was. Um, 
he is an excellent writer. Excellent writer. And we are all blessed for good writers. So there you go, guys. It has stayed. It's got to go back to the Sixth Circuit. And um, we'll see what they have to say about it. But there are some very big words in here that Sixth Circuit is going to have to look at. And, um, you know, the whole, I, mean, I didn't even read like two pages of this right here. So, all right, that's it. Um, love y'all. I hope you're having a great day. Also, you think Barry and Thomas will stand firm? Um, well, let's see here. I think it said Thomas on this one. Let's see here, Sully. What do we got here? Mm, this is Gorsuch concurring. I thought it said uh, Thomas. I apologize. Gorsuch is another good one. Uh, Sotomayor and Kagan dissented. It's funny. They all they all agreed uh, for the stay, but dissented anyway. We're not going to read their dissent. We had two dissents, though. These two broads are fighting to be the... Uh, hey, Sotomayor, I thought she was sick. Oh, Breyer. Breyer did, too. Huh. Breyer's that guy, that liberal dude... Who thinks he's like around? He's like, yeah, man, look at me. I'm with the two chicks over here, Sotomayor and Kagan. And like everybody's got looking at him going, you know, he's not a bad looking guy. Why is he with those two fat, ugly chicks? You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, everybody knows who I'm talking about. It's not him. It's just the dude. He's just, you're sitting there going, you're like, oh, okay, he's liberal. <laughs> He does not eat meat. All right, so it was Gorsuch that uh, concurred. You know, later on, I'll go with Gorsuch. If there's anything good to it, I'll uh, I'll put it up, uh, Sully. But I right now, the thing to remember is, is that all this is going to go back to the Sixth Circuit. So there, there's nothing to worry about. Um, if we can choose to smoke and eat, why no choice of facts? You know, it's funny you say that. So, I have an opinion about, uh, you know, I can't say it. I'm just, I'm going to leave it for something else. Um, but let's just put it like this. Uh, alcohol, tobacco, drugs, and obesity are the four major killers in America. Consistent killers before we had the awful scourge that is the coronavirus that we should all get vaccinated and wear masks and stay away from each other not have sex and don't talk to each other don't kiss don't hold hands don't go out in public it's very bad stay home pray to your uh um bobblehead god and uh, be happy that you're allowed to um th i think that was a clarification there <laughs> um Yes, all those. Yes, exactly what you said right there is the argument that's not brought up when uh, stuff is brought up. And that is something else I'll happily talk about separately. I might even tweet that out again. But anyway, hey, listen, y'all, thanks for stopping by. Just want you to know, man, dude, this is a stay. This is good because here's the main thing it was bad. 
the ruling was bad of the Sixth Circuit. Supreme Court's coming in and putting the hammer down and saying, do your job. And that is the good thing. Now, here's the other thing. There's the Sixth Circuit says no to all this. That means the Fifth and Sixth Circuit will be no, and the rest of it, unless unless a judge in Hawaii mandates it, don't get me started on that. Then, um, the uh, if you live in the other uh, uh, circuits, you're still mandated to it. So this is a mess. This is still a mess. Um, it, <laughs> it's about time. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, but yeah, fifth and sixth circuits will be good. Let's see here. I want to make sure. Let me look these up real quick. Uh, ah, crud. Fifth Circuit. Uh, Why does the Fifth Circuit not come up on Wikipedia the way it should real fast? All right, the Fifth Circuit is Louisiana, Mississippi, and Texas. All right, so I don't understand why the uh, why more people aren't moving to Louisiana, Mississippi, but that's a good chunk of people right there. Oh, they're all equal. They're supposed to be. And then the Sixth Circuit is, I think I know that one offhand, it's uh, – Tennessee, Kentucky, Indiana, and Michigan. I think. I think. Like I said, I'd know that offhand. Then I'm like, uh, let me check that out. Six. Yeah. Uh, oh, there it is. It's. Uh, Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio, and Michigan. So, this order will affect uh, Michigan, Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, Mississippi, Louisiana, and Texas. It is a great big backwards C. And it's right across the middle of the country. That is so wild. So wild. Anyway, uh, it's still a good day. It's a fun day. For people now, think about all those reporters have a job to do this weekend for their Sunday morning talk shows. Isn't that exciting? Uh, you feel good for them. <laughs> anyway, love you guys. Until uh, next time, all this good stuff. Don't forget to do the subscribe and all that stuff if you're into this. And, uh, you know, Biocomdias. You know, I've never said that just realized without saying a massive cuss word after that. <laughs> Peace.